everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season nine, episode five, the one with Phoebe's birthday dinner. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday to you. I was watching an episode of Atlanta last night with Ben, and it was um mm-hmm. it was their daughter's birthday. They like take her camping, and they're like, Okay, it's your birthday. And instead of do- instead of doing like happy birthday to they go happy birthday and then she just goes no singing but i was just like oh how funny they were singing like a fun rendition mm-hmm. yeah that's some like areas of the country that's how people sing happy birthday really mm-hmm. oh that's much yeah more i only fun. learned that i always i only learned that recently is your area but, of the um, country one of them well a lot of black families in this area sing happy birthday to you so in atlanta i'm assuming much more fun probably be the same Hmm. i've told you before that um in new zealand it sounds like they're singing it in minor keys happy birthday to (laughs) you happy birthday it's yeah it's quiet it's nasally and it's like in the minor keys and so I was it's at like a friend's not exciting I was at a friend's birthday and they were like okay it was like her I think it was her 30th and she like rented out a bar and we were like doing a big thing and it was like okay time to sing happy birthday <laughs> and I started singing and then I got so self-conscious because I'm the only American there that's like it sounded like I was like happy birthday but I swear I wasn't it was just like I was so much louder and my voice stuck out because they all just, you know, like usually when people sing, their accent kind of goes away. Yes. Not Kiwi's singing happy birthday. And so, yeah, she, I told her about it afterwards. And because I think maybe I was like recording it. And then, you know, also when you're recording a video and you're talking or singing, it's like so loud. And so I was mm-hmm. just, I just got so self-conscious. And so she, she was just like dying laughing afterwards. Like, happy birthday. Happy birthday. So, so I just don't. Funny. Now, whenever somebody sings happy birthday in this country, I just like mouth along because I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to stick out. I don't have a good enough voice for this. You're like, I already stick out enough. Truly. Truly. Maybe I'll just start next time. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. It's nice. That it sounds nice, be... doesn't it? I don't know. It's fun, right? It's like a fun. Um, so for this, sh- should we mention that it's around about your birthday right now? Happy it is around birthday. my birthday. Happy birthday to you. That's right. <laughs> Try to clap along. <laughs> Tell I'm us, Dan. Tell us about your birthday. You gonna have a big um, dinner party? An annoying, frustrating actually... dinner party at Fancy Pants. Two thousand? No, because actually, if we're gonna talk about it, I the older I've gotten, the less I like to go out to dinner for my birthday. Oh, really? Because I like to invite a lot of people. And I do not like being stuck at a table where you can't get up. And not that you have to talk to the same person all night, but the whole point is to hang out with everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, it's just always like a little unsatisfying. I'd rather go out to dinner with like six or less people 
Yeah. Um, like a dinner party size invite, that you can. Yeah. Yeah. But I always want to invite more than six people for my birthday. So one year I did rent for my 30th. I rented out. Um, there was a room in a restaurant and I like. I guess I didn't rent it out, but I like paid for the dinner. And it was awesome because we all got to hang. We all had space to hang out and mix and mingle and That's eat fun. and drink and whatever. But usually I just do something at my house. This year I'm just doing something at my house. That's fun. So my friend's bringing a pinata. So that's festive. <laughs> <laughs> I am did turning you, 37. Thank you for asking. <laughs> did you ask for this pinata? I did not. She kind of said it in a joking way like, do you want me to bring a pinata? And I laughed and she was like, okay, I'm bringing it. And she's just <laughs> she's like, on the scent now. She's like, say no yeah. more. <laughs> the other day she was like, what should I put in the pinata? I was like, don't waste your money. Just put like candy in there. It doesn't need to be anything special. And she's like, no, I want it to be stuff that people want. I was like, what about like gift cards to the utility company or like insoles for your shoes? Or like Advil for the next day. Like really that old people stuff. Funny. That honestly though, people would totally want all of maybe not the insole. I don't know. Maybe all of it. I'd I mean, I would Advil. take the insoles, but if I got a five dollar gift card to the electric company, I'd be like, that's pretty useful. That is so funny. I was just joking. I don't know what she's gonna put in there. So I guess I'll find out soon. Um but yeah, it's Phoebe's Can- birthday. Candy's still nice. Yes, it is Phoebe's birthday. And I should but mention. But is it Phoebe's birthday? Okay, yes. Because, so she comes in and she's like, hey guys, I couldn't get a rest at reservation for the night of my birthday. So we're going to go out on Thursday. And Joey's like, but that's Halloween. <gasps> Spooky. Um, <laughs> and I guess we should mention that elsewhere in this series, she's said that her birthday is in February. So yeah. we're, we have to point that out, I guess. So, yeah, we have to point that out. There's a lot wrong with this, in my opinion. Okay. It's definitely not her birthday, which for as popular as this show was, I I will always, it will always bother me that some of these inconsistencies are not nailed down. Like, it's so easy to create a character and just give them a birthday. Same way you give their parents names and all those other things. Like, it's just something that's going to come across. Written on a whiteboard or do you have like a, a character profile saved in your hard drive I've always like how do you do it you must have it saved on your computer right because wait are you asking me yeah like how would you do it if it's like how do you remember all this stuff yeah I would just like put it in their file like have a file with their information when you're creating the characters that's such an easy one Mm. is to give them a birthday yeah okay um because friends is all over the map with people's birthdays like all over the map none of it makes any sense they say the the wrong date a lot. And so I'm like, once they set a date, at least they should have like Just write that. that but down. But anyway. Yeah. Just write that down. So we don't know if it's really Phoebe's birthday. <laughs> I would never tell you it is not your birthday. <laughs> um, but also she's like, Mike has to work. And I'm like, girl, why are you having your party that night? It's not even oh, your actual good, birthday. That's a good point. I mean, that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. It is kind of they're like newer in the relationship. So I can understand not building it around him, especially if it's like just you and your five best friends. Like I could see that it being like, oh, OK, well, Mike has to work, but that's OK because it'll just be like dinner with my best friends. Like he's not really a long term 
boyfriend yet. Um, well, but you're right. I mean, kind of like like you can choose any day to celebrate your birthday, right? If you're not you doing can choose it on your the day that's birthday. convenient for you and everybody. Yeah, right. Um, it would make more sense if they were going on her birthday and he couldn't get and the he day had off. to work. Yeah, but like they're already picking a random day. Because there weren't reservations. So I'm like, I don't know. how. I don't know. Because, you know, spoiler alert, but at the end of the episode, it's clear that she does want to spend her birthday Yeah, time of course. So um, I'm like, I don't know why she didn't. Just do it in the first place. Party. Does yeah. anything else bother you? Well, in general or like just about this? Um, maybe just about this because you said a bunch <laughs> of stuff is wrong or whatever. So I was wondering if we've, well, if we've cleared just, the list. Yeah, it's mainly like. The inconsistency of the birthday and why she didn't include Mike in the planning doesn't make okay. any sense yeah, to me. Fair enough. Um, so, so they're I in mean, the coffee shop and they're talking about yeah. it, and she's and Rachel's like, "Well, I guess only one of us can go because one of us has to mm-hmm. watch Emma." And Phoebe's like, "Oh, Rachel, Rachel should go." Yeah. <laughs> and then Ross is like, "Well, actually, I was thinking my mom could watch her, so we can both go." And Phoebe's like, "Oh, great," which is a little mean but she's like i know but then she realizes that is more fun yeah and then she's like i guess we can all go oh no wait okay good we can all go and monica's like what are you talking about we're all hanging out right now and they're like chandler's not here (laughs) oops and so i actually forgot for a minute because remember we were talking in the last couple episodes like they potentially had made this storyline so that they could explain matthew perry's absence away if they needed to and when Mm -hmm. When she's like, oh, yeah, Chandler's not here or whatever. And I was like, I remembered that stuff got messed up with the birthday dinner, but I couldn't remember exactly what. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this is one of those episodes where Chandler isn't in it. But then I was like, no, 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 he he is. Something else Mm -hmm. fun happens. But um, yeah, so so that's decided. They all get to go out to dinner. Um, So you did just say you don't like going out to dinner. Renting out like or like like um paying for all the food for a big dinner party does sound fun and then it's just like nobody has to worry about stuff everyone can just enjoy that's a good way to do it I wanted that's what I wanted to do I was like it's my 30th this is what I want to do I want everyone to come and have a good time and not worry about like yeah because there is that it is a funny thing where someone wants to have a fancy thing and then you're on the hook for that same fancy thing Mm mm-hmm yep um so I try not to do that um, unless it's all like, oh, my gosh, we all want to do this thing together. Let's book it. Not yeah. I want to go here. So you have to come. So you all have to do it. Yeah. You feel obliged. Um, like I recently, a girl I was doing a shoot with was like, yeah, I have to you know, leave at this time because my friend booked a private chef. We all have to pay $150 each. And I was like, wait, she booked wow. it and you have to pay for it? I was like, I don't know. It, Unless yeah. it was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Here's how much it costs. I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, like, I, wanna, I want to pay in. Yeah, that's right. interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, it was I fun mean, just to I like, guess the only time shoot. that that, like weddings, I understand is like, this is an expense for everybody. It's <laughs> just kind of mm-hmm. no. But um, my favorite birthday parties um, were... All the ones I think, I've thrown you. You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say it was um, when I lived in Chicago at the Friend Den and we used to just like, we had a nice backyard and my um, my roommates would like, they were really good at decorating. 
And so they just Mm -hmm. like do some really cute themes and like homemade decorations, but it always looked so nice. And like mm-hmm. we would just do like a big taco bar or like I think you said there was that one time we like put the projector up in the backyard and watched a movie. And like, I don't know, it was just always so nice. And um, my birthday is at the end of May. So it, if you live in the northern hemisphere, it's great because it's like Memorial Day weekend and it's warm and it's like, yay, summer's officially here. But if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, it's like, Mm -hmm. well, technically it's winter, but it's not cold enough to do fun winter things. It's just too cold to do anything not wintery. But like, like you can't go snowboarding yet, but you also can't go to the beach. So that's cool. That's cool. My my Southern (laughs) Hemisphere birthday is not my favorite thing, to be honest. Yeah, it's less... It's less fun. It's and just because I spent so many years like be, loving to be a summer baby. So, anyway, that's fine. We'll figure it out. But um, yeah. But my favorite were just like my fun backyard parties. Uh, I don't think going to dinner at a whatever this is. I don't know. I guess they call it a fancy restaurant. But like, we'll get there. I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> before they get to this restaurant. Um, a few different things happen. So scene set over to Tulsa um, with the big, tall um, statue of a guy that just says Tulsa. <laughs> I don't know. Is that real? I guess. I don't know. I guess. Do you remember seeing that when you were there? I don't. I don't. Maybe they've been t- they've taken him down. But um, yes, if you'll remember, Chandler now has to work in Tulsa four days a week. Um, and so he gets there and he's like, hey, guys, any questions at all? Just let me know. And someone's like, are you is it true that you fell asleep in a meeting and you took this job not knowing what you were saying yes to? And he's like, yep, that's true. Anyway, um, so somebody starts smoking and Chandler's like, you can't smoke inside. And she's like, oh, actually, in Oklahoma, you are still allowed to smoke inside. Um, but I, I don't have to if it bothers you. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, if you guys want to smoke, everybody starts smoking. And could you fathom being in like a boardroom no. with everybody smoking? No. no. Matt and I were talking about this. It is inconceivable to me that even in our lifetime, that you could smoke in restaurants, let alone an office building. I was thinking Can that too. Can you imagine too. being on an airplane and people no. smoking? No. I oh. There are people oh. that, because I work in at an airline, um, now is like newish, and people are like, yeah, I remember like back when you used to be able to smoke on planes. I'm just like, mm. A, like so many flammable things. That's just like very dangerous. Well, not flammable, but like, you know what I mean? Like if there's a fire on an airplane... That's a real problem. <laughs> um, but I, it is weird because it's not that long ago. Like I it know. wasn't, I mean, we weren't like in an office building, but we were certainly going to restaurants and uh-huh. being able to smoke there. I just, it's so funny, isn't it? Because it's one of those things where like societally, I feel like when the change was made, it seemed so massive And Mm -hmm. now, I mean, granted, yes, it's been 20 years, but now it's just like, oh, I couldn't even imagine. Like, maybe in 20 years from now, we're going to be like, I can't even imagine getting 
a single use plastic grocery bag every time I went to the grocery store. But when the change had to be made, it was like, this will never work. This is so inconvenient. This is like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is just like, oh, too hard. It's probably like, um, my, my boyfriend's parents, well, sorry, you guys know who he is, Ben. He's been doing this for nine seasons. Um, Ben's parents <laughs> remember when they changed. There's a couple things they've changed in New Zealand. They changed from like miles and feet to the metric system. Oh. Yeah. And his parents remember that. And then they also changed all of the money. Like they got rid of a bunch of stuff and changed the money to like, I can't remember, but yeah, like his parents remember them changing to the metric system. And it does wow. seem like very, very hard to do, like yeah. for, to get a whole country to do it. But like, yeah, okay, it's maybe it's hard at first. And for a couple years, there's like still some old signs kicking around or whatever. But like, it's, you get over it. Yeah, it is really weird. Like, um, like all our parents would have been right around the age of them changing the legal drinking age to 21. Oh, from 18? Oh. Because it happened sometime in the 70s. So maybe our parents were already old enough to drink. Not that your mom drinks, but, um, you know, like they would, that would have been like their realm. The only thing I can equate that to in our lives, with this, this is very niche to exactly where we grew up at exactly what time. <laughs> But they changed that you had to have your permit for a year instead of six months before you could get your driver's license. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. Because did it used to be? It was like the year and a half before you yeah. could get it. Yeah, yeah, you could get. You could only have your permit for six months, but then they changed it. We had to have ours for a year, which, as a fifteen-year-old, was devastating news. As a thirty-seven-year-old, yes. I'm like, thank goodness like, we didn't know how to drive after a 18. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But it is funny when, when things change like that. Because I'm like, even, okay, so I worked in my first restaurant when I was 15. So that would have been 2001, something like that, 2001, okay. 2002. And they had just changed the laws in Florida that you could not smoke in restaurants anymore. So when I worked ah. in a restaurant, you couldn't smoke in restaurants anymore. That was normal. When I lived in Nashville in summer 2007, it was not sta- the state law yet. But a lot of restaurants had already adopted that. So I worked at a restaurant here. They did not have smoking, but some did still wow. then. Which 2007. That's crazy. wild. I know. I don't know. The law might have been like about to change. I'm not really sure. But still though, that's like six years yeah. after it had already changed. I know. And, and Florida's not exactly cutting edge. So no, like but I think like most states shocking. had been making that change. But yeah, it's really wild. Um, But I truly cannot imagine working in an office and somebody smoking next to me. That just seems unfathomable. The airplane one really gets me though. Because like it's already like dry air. Stuffy and dry and horrible. Um, I feel like, yeah, with restaurants, it's like you can go sit in a different section. You're not there very long. Like it's still not nice. Like I wouldn't want it. But like. I, I mean, I guess we grew up going to restaurants where there was a smoking section, and I really mm-hmm. don't remember it bothering me. But trying to right. get work done at a desk next to somebody, you're there for eight hours, you can't leave. It's not like it's like, oh, we'll just open the patio. Like, it's an office building. <laughs> Ugh, yuck. 
sorry to anyone yeah. out there who smokes, but I just wouldn't want to yeah. have to sit next to it for well, eight hours. What's really funny is my parents smoke and we never sat in the smoking section at restaurants because they would never smoke when they ate. Why would you? Your mouth is already I know. busy. I know. It, you know, it's very strange. So I'm like... I know a lot of people do. I guess they like, they'll like smoke just beforehand or they'll like eat and then yeah. maybe smoke yeah. to like, to like signify yeah, I guess, the end of the meal. Yes. You spend a lot of time waiting for your food, that kind of thing. But I still. guess like for people who it's sort of like they smoke to keep their mouth busy. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's just different. It's like, I just kind of smoke because I like need something to do with my mouth. It's like the habit of it maybe more so than like the needing to. I don't know. Because it does seem like, can you just like eat your meal for a little bit and then smoke later? But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I also like, I don't know. I just, yeah. We just, we're, we grew up in the time where like it's, definitely phasing out culturally some places I remember being in Spain with some friends and somebody came over and like hey does anyone have a lighter and there was four of us and we were like no and he was like literally not one of you smoke and I wanted to be like we're Americans like sorry (laughs) um they did just make it illegal in New Zealand to sell tobacco to anybody who was born in the year 2000 something and so Mm -hmm. basically it's like they're phasing it out um, right. So that eventually it's going to be illegal to sell tobacco kind of. Right. It'll take ever. like 80 years, but eventually it'll. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll just yeah. kind of be it's a an thing interesting of the past. Concept. Hmm. I think it's a bit experimental. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And just Black like anything else, cigarettes. if people want to get it, they'll get it. But I, you know what I mean? It's just kind of making it less accessible for people. Like it's just like making it a little bit harder. So the people who only do it because it's there, it's making, you know. A little less easy. But anyway, this is, well, this kind of isn't, I was going to say, this is not an episode about smoking, but it kind of is. So um, kind of is. Chandler, they offer him a cigarette and he smokes. Um, He spends four days in Tulsa. And so when he gets back, um, Monica is in her like negligee. (laughs) I love when Phoebe's like, I almost wore my threadbare robe that can barely contain my breasts. Um. That Phoebe was just like coming over to check on them before the dinner. And Monica's like, oh, I'm ovulating. And she and Chandler have decided they're trying to have a baby. So she's like, this is the last day that I'm ovulating. So, you know, we're going to try before dinner. But like, don't worry, we will not be late. Like, we haven't seen each other in mm-hmm. a week. So, um, so okay, that's fine. And so Phoebe's leaving and she runs into Chandler in the hallway and she's like, He's like, what? No, smoking's legal. And da, da, da. and she's like, okay, you smoked. And he's like, oh, crap. Is it like obvious? Do you think Monica's going to notice? And she's like, that woman has the nose of a bloodhound. <laughs> and so Chandler goes in and Phoebe, oh, sorry, not Phoebe. No, no, no. That happens in a different episode. Monica is trying to put the moves um, and is like, want to join me in the bedroom? Come here. Like, whatever. And Chandler is, like, spraying himself with unscented cooking spray to try to mask it. Now, at one point, he's like, I actually feel kind of gross. I should go take a shower. That is yeah. a good – that's a good tactic, line of thinking. I kind of think he should have come in and been like, oh, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Like, go right to the bathroom. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, I just I have to pee. Go into the bathroom and then be like – 
hey, why don't you come join me in the shower? Do you know what I mean? Like, do something like that mm-hmm. if you've got to, like, put her off the scent, literally. Don't you think? Well, I'm like, why didn't he change his clothes? Yeah, that's a good point. He could also do that. Even on the plane. Even if he wanted to smoke up until he got on the flight. Does he have a suitcase with him when he's walking in the hallway? He doesn't, does he? Hmm. I feel like he doesn't. Maybe he has a duffel bag, but I kind of don't think he does. No, his I'm looking at a, remember. a screenshot and he's just got his both of his hands in his pockets and I don't see any bags. Where's your luggage, Chandler Bang? Well, in the next episode, we run into the same problem, except he had luggage and And that yeah, it's too much <laughs> luggage. How come it got inside? You had one job. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. He could have changed his clothes or like, I don't know, like, obviously Monica's going to notice. I don't know what he's thinking. So like, I know you put on some cologne and use some mouthwash if you're going to have a secret smoking habit, like, and then I don't know, immediately go in and like, take a quick shower. It's just, it's, it's very obvious. Usually when people smoke, there's some people yes, that it's don't smell like extremely obvious. All right, yeah. yeah. I don't she's definitely gonna know. Yeah, it's so, Monica. So and she does. Well, and, and so, she's not yeah. He just he did not set himself up for success here. No. It's one of those like didn't think it through. So she's she's like, oh my gosh, because she like gets closer. You know, she's thinking like, great, we're gonna try. I I yeah, anyway. Um and so she gets closer and she's like, "You smoked." And um and he tries to lie about it and then he's like, "It was just one. Okay, it was two. Okay, it was five. Okay, it was oh. three cartons or something, which two big fat cartons in 3 days." What is a carton of cigarettes? Um how many packs it's like are in that a carton? sleeve? I don't know, 10 or 12, a lot. Holy crap, that's a lot. You know what I'm talking? It's like a box. It's like um, at like the checkout where there's box. like the sleeve of, mm-hmm. of gum. Yes, that's a carton. There is when nothing like else that you buy long. in that bulk, right? Like, guys. I mean, lots of things at Costco. Yeah, but you don't you don't go through them quickly. You like buy them in bulk and then you're like, you either have a family of six or it's like non-perishables that just sit there forever. Well, right. Most people buy in cartons because it's cheaper and they don't go bad. Like you can just keep cigarettes sitting there. Okay. So most Um, people wouldn't go through two big fat cartons in four days? I think it's – I feel like when people say they were smoking a pack a day, that's bad. Like that's like a large quantity. Ten cigarettes a day? Um, I don't know. It just all seems like I want to say there's more like 20. I feel like there's like how many cigarettes – in a, in a pack. <laughs> um Ashley and I have never smoked. Is this obvious? No, um, I have, but not like regular. It's <gasps> like I've probably naughty. you know this. I've smoked like ten China. cigarettes in my life, maybe. And that's ten. That's actually probably actually? a high estimate. It's probably more like six. <gasps> oh, shut up. <laughs> it's six. Very, very naughty. Okay, fine. Twenty. Okay, fine. Six packs too in big two big days. <laughs> um. So what I'm hearing is Ashley is a smoking problem. Okay, 20 cigarettes are standard in, a, in most countries. In a pack. That's a lot, you In guys. a pack. Just, yeah. Is there something comparable that can make this seem more normal? Like, do people go through a pack of gum a day? I'm sure some people do. Some people probably do, yeah. I'm. We have a friend that used to drink, like, four Diet Cokes a day. 
but that also yeah. felt excessive. I don't you know. Also I feel, feel like, like now we're alienating people. <laughs> well, I'm like, when you think about a cigarette, it is like a very short-lived activity. True. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like, it doesn't last very long. Even like a Diet Coke lasts longer. Yeah, that's true. A cigarette's called like a two-minute activity. Look, I, yeah. I, I will say, I like the idea of getting up every half an hour and having a walk and like going out for <laughs> yeah. air. Yeah, that's, I, I like actually, that. I should do. That. I actually know that that is. I know obviously nicotine is very addictive, but the the habitual movements of being a smoker are also addictive themselves. It's so routined. Mm-hmm. You you like walk out of the house, you light up a cigarette, you get out of the car, you light, like it's just it is just part of your life. Um, yeah. When my sister quit smoking, she was like, that was the weirdest thing. It was, it was just like, that was the next thing I normally did. And yeah. even though she didn't have the craving for it, it was just that habit. Yeah. Like the muscle going memory. outside. Yes. The muscle memory of it. And just like how you kind of run your days, you know, yeah. it's like you get coffee, you brush your teeth, you feel out of sorts if you don't do those things. So I know that's a so huge part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Chandler is just straight up an addict. Yeah, he has just fell back. Which into the... I just started listening to Matthew Perry's audiobook. Oh, did you? I know I was a holdout. Um, so I'm hearing a lot about his addiction currently, which is sad. But are you liking the book so far, though? I mean, in general, because um, I know you were unsure. I can't decide. If okay, I like verdict it or not. is still out. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm not very far in. I think I'm at like part two of nine. Oh, okay. It's like we will wait he hasn't and get even, your verdict when you're done. He hasn't even like I don't know how early he talks about this, but he's he's he just talk talking about, about his first acting jobs. Yeah, basically. yeah, like yeah. He's just yeah. living in LA and and starting to get some gigs. Okay, okay. Well, we'll wait and get um so. get your opinion once you've listened to the whole thing. We can talk yeah. about that next time. Yeah. Um. Yes. So he's smoking. Monica knows she gets. Do you think her reaction is warranted? So. She gets really, really upset that he smokes. And she's like, oh, I'm so mad at you right now or whatever. And then mm-hmm. things go off the rails because she goes, yeah. he goes, he goes, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. What she should have said was nothing. What she yeah. did say was, yeah, that's right. You're not going to do it again because I forbid you to. Which yeah. um, I just remembered the roles were reversed for this. Has that happened yet? What do you mean? Where she ran into, yeah, it did. She ran into, it was before the wedding, I think. She ran into Richard and he got all insecure and weird about it. And she's like, it didn't mean anything. You know, if it bothers you, I won't see him again. And he's like, mm-hmm. I forbid you to see him again. And she's like, you forbid me? Yeah. Um. People always want to it. be forbidders, but they don't want to be forbidden. So do I think people we want all to be forbidders? Like who wants well, to do that? Well, they feel that it's in, she currently feels it's within her power and necessary. And Chandler felt it was within his power and necessary. And both of them are saying, no, it's not in your power to forbid me to do things. Have you ever f- said that to somebody? Like, I forbid you to no. do this? No. I think you can forbid your child to do something, and that's probably it. And I, even then, the thing is, you know. I wouldn't want to because I feel like I wouldn't want yeah. to be 
like, so Renee and I were talking about this before we started recording. I don't want, kind of in this vein, like I wouldn't want to be like, I forbid you to see Richard and you really want to secretly, but you're only not doing it because I'm not allowing it. Like if you're going to want to do something, then you need to sort that out yourself. Like, like I appreciate that what she's saying is like, she had said before, like it's cigarettes or me. So like she has been super Mm -hmm. clear where she stands, but I wouldn't want to be like, I forbid you. Like I would just be like, you've, I'd want him to not do it because he knows it's not a good decision and he's making the decision himself, not because... Well, that's a mature... That's that's mature thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just um, too mature. Mature. Uh, Does anybody out there pronounce it... Mat- we had a teacher in high school who pronounced it mature and she we've... we didn't like her to begin with, so it didn't help. But does anybody out there pronounce it mature and why and... Are you annoying or was it just her? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she's just, okay, I think she's just really, really upset, which I don't blame her for being really upset, especially because it's like, Chandler, you can't just have one or two yes. casual yes. cigarettes. You yes. are addicted and let's not go down this road again. That I understand. Yes. Um I do kind of wonder if the whole, like, I forbid you was a little bit of, like, a callback to, like, he's tried to do that to her, so now she's doing it to him. But um, because I could could see wanting to throw that back in somebody's face if they tried to do it to me and be like, see, hmm, if we're we're forbidding each other from things. But, like, um, he then is – it just goes downhill. He's like – are you as mad as you could possibly be? And she's like, yeah. And then he goes, great. Well, then it can't get any worse if I do this. And he pulls out a cigarette and lights it and smokes it in front of her, which just makes me want to reverse time. Because, yeah, it's like so short-sighted for him to do that. It's so disrespectful. It's awful. And like... While I don't think that her forbidding him is the the move, um, I do understand where she's coming from. Like you said, he has been addicted to them before. It's clear he can't just have one. Like some people can yeah. just like have a cigarette here and there. Um, Chandler's not one of those people. So I understand where she's coming from and like why she's so upset about it. And also like it's not just like something she doesn't like. It's something that is like detrimental to his health long term. It's detrimental so, to his health and she hates it. It would be like it'd be like people smoking in front of you. Like you hate it. And so I get I that. I get it. But like, yeah, it's like it's not just like, oh, you don't put your laundry away. It's not just like a habit that I dislike. It's like it's going to hurt you. Yeah. And that's going to hurt me. So it's just all bad. And then he lights up in front of her. I'm just like, dude, no bad choices which he recognizes almost immediately but not quick enough yeah yeah when he's like I don't know what to do now so so he does at one point he's like you know I couldn't wait to see my loving wife is she here by the way but like uh, I don't know it's just bad um and I think there's an element of like they both have missed each other and into and so like you yeah. know when like you miss somebody Doesn't and you're help. frustrated and so instead of just being really happy it's like you get I don't know it's weird it's like the opposite of how it should go but 
Um, well, but you're yeah. already like a little bit out of sync with each other. Yes, that's right. Um, and so and I think, emotions are higher. Yeah. And and usually when you're anticipating like seeing someone that's, like that, yes, that's what I was there's more say. likeliness of there's, it going wrong because there's expectations. And so yeah. they were both like, okay, we only have a couple days together that, you know, I can't wait. It's going to be so great. And then it's like, it just immediately is like, okay, this isn't going how I thought. And the expectations not being met makes it even worse. So anyway, um, so she is like, she was like, okay, like I'm so mad. We're going to put this fight on hold. We're going to go in there and have sex. And then we're going to go to this birthday. And he was like, (laughs) what? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm ovulating and I'm not waiting another month. And I was thinking like, that does suck. Like she's basically got like, cause she, you know, wants to have a baby. So, so, so bad. They finally decided. And so like, she doesn't, and once she's pregnant, she has to wait nine months. And so I'm like, I, I get it. Like, although, you know, I know she'd be excited about that part too. But it's just like the math really sucks um, mm-hmm. for her. But I and also so- don't think that I would want to. <laughs> oh, no. I would not want to. If I was fighting, I wouldn't want to go, like, try Mm-mm. to have a baby. I do understand Mm-mm. that she's like, we're fighting one night. But, like, we ultimately know right. that we want this. It's not like the they plan. have like a tumultuous relationship in general. It's just like, I don't want to allow one stupid fight tonight to like, you know, like it basically, it goes from like nine months from now to like 10 months from now and then 11 months from now, you know, it's like, it's like a year's one night's fight throws everything out like a year kind of. So I can understand why Yeah, she's kind of feeling like that. But, um, but no, I wouldn't be able to put like to, compartmentalize those two things um and it turns out that they can't either because she's in the bed like I can't remember what she's saying but she's like what does she say she's like oh do something that'll make a baby or something and he's just like okay I don't want to do this while we're fighting like is this really how you want to bring it uh, bring our child into this world and she's like Mm -hmm. no you're right and then she's like I'm really sorry I you said you wouldn't do it again I would I would be a little bit like if he was like, I smoked two cartons, I won't do it again. I'd a little bit be like, okay, what's your plan for not doing it again? Because like yeah. on Monday morning, you're going to show up there. They're all going to be smoking. Like it's more than just being like, oh, but I just won't. So I would, you know, right. I wouldn't maybe just like fully believe him. Um, yeah. But... He's like, you know, she's like, you're right. I don't want to bring a baby. And he's like, oh, okay, should we do it? And she's like, okay. So they do it. And then afterwards he says something and she's like clearly still upset with him. And he's like, wait, I thought you forgave me. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, I just didn't want to wait another month. To try I got to mine. Like, yes. So he's like, you tricked me into having sex with you? And she's like, that's right. Um, which obviously if roles were reversed, it's like not cool, but it is also like consensual and it's because she wants to get pregnant, not because she's like trying to lie to him to hook up. So there's different circumstances, I think. Um, but yeah, so, um, let's pause that one because we'll talk about the rest of their little story when we get to the scene. Meanwhile, Rachel and Ross are at their apartment. Um, and, um, Ross is like, oh, my mom's running late because it's bad traffic. And Rachel's like, that's it. 
I don't want to go. I'm not going. Judy's running late. Like, those are all the excuses I need. I'm not leaving. Yep. Um, yeah. It must be very hard to, like, at two months, and it, it would be her first night away from Emma. That must be hard. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking it has to be hard. And I know that Ross kind of, like, He's a, being a little pushy, and I know his intentions are good. He's like, you got to rip the Band-Aid off sometime, basically, you know? Yeah. And so, one, I do want to note, I really like Rachel's hair like this. Her hair looks beautiful. The waves. I love she, it. Yeah, the cute little beachy. She, yeah. um, she also, she's wearing an interesting, like, tunic pant set outfit but it looks really good on her of course mm-hmm. um yeah and she does she looks like I don't know I feel like the way that she looks in seasons nine and ten just feel like they're still in style now yeah maybe that's just yeah. because that's when I stopped keeping up with the trends and so I'm <laughs> that's the stuck. end of your style probably um, but yeah he's like being a little pushy he's like come on you know you go I'll I'll wait for my mom da, 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 he is da, being da, da. a little bit annoying. he's trying to be nice but he is being annoying He's like, get yes, out of and here. With all of his, like, tell your story, walk in his, like, 1950s Paint the town red. paper boy slang. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeepers creepers. Um, but when they get locked out. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? I feel, okay. So I feel like, yes, Ross's heart is in the right place to be like, Rachel, you're never going to feel ready, but just like you mm-hmm. need to have a social life. It's going to be fine. Just go. And in fact, you go now and I'll wait and get things settled. So he's like trying to be really nice. Maybe what would have been more helpful. I don't know why I keep doing this whole like alternate reality script writing because nobody <laughs> asked, but like he could what, probably, okay, if somebody is freaking out like this and you know that they're just being a little bit like over the top, but it, it you know, she knows it too, but can't help it. What would have been more helpful than shoving her out the door would have been like, okay, let's go through the list. Do, does she have this? Do we know this? This is what's going to happen. She, my, you know, Judy knows our phone numbers. We have her. Like, you know what I mean? Just like little things. We'll leave at this time. We'll check in halfway through. Like certain things like that to almost be like reassuring that you've got all of your plans in place and your contingencies in place. So like bad things can't. You know what I mean? Like, you've got a plan. You're going to mitigate any bad actions. I feel like that would have been more helpful for Rachel than just right. like, Rachel, just don't worry about it. How about how about just don't be worried? Like, that's not helping. But I guess he right. thinks once she gets there and starts having fun with Phoebe, she'll be okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to- I do think there is, like, truth to that. You just got to do it, you know? But yeah. So he tries to shove her out the door and then locks Mm -hmm. them both out. And I love when he's like, she's like, what if Emma jumped out of the crib? And he's like, yes, she can't hold up her own head. And she's like, what if a bird? Did I leave on the, did I leave the stove on? Did I leave the water on? And he's like, tells this story about like an eagle swoops in and catches fire and it grabs the baby and bird, bird and baby are locked in a death grip and the apartment is filling up with water. (laughs) And she's and just she's like, like, you're going to be sorry when that happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she realizes And it's once irrational. again, like, I know she's being so irrational here, but I'm yeah. like, Ross, you just locked her out of the apartment. Her baby's in there. That is rough no matter what. Oh, that sucks Even if regardless. it wasn't the first That's time. That's not cool. That yes. is already, like, 
really that's scary. That's a little bit scary. Um, yeah. So like, your sarcasm isn't yeah he needs appreciated to stop. right now. Just be reassuring. Just be like Rachel. She's gonna be fine. She's sleeping. We can hear her. My mom yeah. will be here in fifteen minutes. Like she yeah. will be fine. She can go fifteen minutes without us watching. Yes. Um. I and I was also thinking like I guess they don't really have a spare key hidden because it's an apartment, mm-hmm. so you can't really. Yeah. Which is... except remember when Mona just had hers like on top of the door. Yeah, it's not smart though, Mona. That's how um, creeps break do in. Do you have a key hidden? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, you don't have to tell me where it is. Yes, we have a key hidden. Okay. okay. Do you? We do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think do. I think it makes sense. Our so our house is um, deadbolts, so it, it is quite hard to lock yourself out. Um, oh, but there yeah. have been yeah, times yeah, yeah. where like one of us, like Ben, will go for a run and I'll leave and lock up, and like he thought he had a key, or I didn't ask or something something like that happens sometimes and mm-hmm. one of us um has needed to use the spare key or like um a friend came over to like check on the cats when we were away that type thing so it's nice to have a spare key outside just in case but we it's really hard for us to lock ourselves out um i actually have two really good stories go on about being well i have one good story about being locked out and one good story about being locked in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so ironically, these both happened when I lived in London. I know I've been locked out other times, but like they were not of much consequence other than like waiting at a neighbor's house or like waiting for someone to come home, you know, kind of uneventful being locked out. Mm-hmm. Um. When I lived in London, I lived in what they call a bed sit. So it's basically like I rented a room in a house, but there were no living rooms or like common areas. I basically just had a bedroom and then there were a bunch of bathrooms. So I guess it was more like a dorm than anything. Right. Okay. Um, but a it dorm was for an adults. old house. A dorm for adults, you know, priced accordingly. But so I had a lot of neighbors and we all were inside the same building. Obviously, we had our own rooms, but you would see people like in the hallways and, you know, all that right. stuff. In the so bathroom. one neighbor, in, well, not in the bathroom because they were like single, like a normal bathroom in a house, not like dorm bathroom. There were just a oh, bunch of them oh. all around. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, not the perks of a house with like a dining room and a kitchen. You had a like hot plate in your room. But anyway, (laughs) let's not talk about the squalor I was living in. Um, (laughs) I, we became friends with our next door neighbor who was a little bit older. So I lived with a friend. She and I were 22. He was probably like 28. I don't know, 29. And his full time job at the time was teaching men how to talk to women really yes like a a gross one really sleazy no no he wasn't he literally worked with all these like really shy it guys who just did not even know how to begin to strike up a conversation with a girl Aww. I'm sure some of the people he worked with were sleazy, but like on the but whole. But he wasn't like, here's how to guarantee getting her pants. Like he wasn't like that. No, okay. no, no, no. I mean, I, there might have been a little more of that than I realized. But like the majority of the pe- he was like, yeah, I'm literally teaching guys how to just like approach a woman and start a conversation without being too, too full on or like too meek that they just kind of pass you by. Hmm. 
Hmm. Just like interesting, like how to be like interesting and confidence and all that kind of stuff. So he was really fun. And he and I hung out one night. And I don't. I don't remember what exactly happened. Nothing actually happened. We didn't kiss, nothing like that. But I said something and I could tell it made him feel uncomfortable and he thought I was like hitting on him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know how to like, like walk backpedal. Yeah. Anyway, he leaves and I was like, oh my gosh, I ruined our friendship. Like, he's cool. He lives next door. I like hanging out. I'm not trying to hook up with him. I want to be his friend. But also, I think he saw me in a very like little sister, younger way. Yes. And so I think he was just like, I'm not about to get involved in this, you know? Yeah. So anyway, he leaves that night and I'm like, oh, I just screwed that up. Like, that sucks. That was such a stupid thing to say. Whatever. I don't even, I wish I remembered what it was, but like, it was very clear I made him uncomfortable. So I was like, I need to stage a run in so I can be breezy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So because we live in this house, I literally share a wall with him and our doors like face the same hallway, basically. Like we're literally next door. Mm-hmm. So I could hear our, it was loud, like, you know, thin walls, whatever. Like I could hear if his door opened and closed. Oh and so gosh. I was like, I will just casually run into him and be normal. Cause you know, this always works out well <laughs> <laughs> and just like, I think my plan was to be like, Hey, I'm sorry if, about what I said. Yeah. I don't remember. You so, just needed the opportunity to run into him and be like, I, hey, sorry exactly. I made you uncomfortable. It was nothing. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, I know he's home because I can hear him. And I'm like, okay, I just need to wait until he like goes in the hallway. So I hear his door open and I was like, this is my chance. I am wearing, I don't know if you remember these sweatpants I had in college. They were teal and they were Victoria's Secret. I think they probably said like pink on the butt. Yep, I remember them. They were very stretched out, no elastic available left in the waistband. So they're like very, very comfy, but like very like not staying on your body well. Um, Where is this going? I had just taken a shower. My hair is soaking wet. Um, I hear his door open and I was like, it's my chance. And so I like go. And of course, I also have to look casual. I walk out in the hallway, and as I open my door, he is closing the door to the bathroom. Um, And I'm like, oh, man, just missed it. Then I realized I didn't take my keys with me. And I am locked out in the hallway. And I was like, this cannot be happening to me. (laughs) I don't have my phone. I don't have my keys. I don't have anything. I have my... My stretched out sweatpants. Oh, you can't see me, but my mouth is hanging open. Yes. I'm sure I told you about this at the time. You've just forgotten. Yeah, probably. But, but I I don't really remember the rest other than I knew I didn't want to be hanging out in the hallway because that did not look breezy. That's the opposite <laughs> of breezy, right? Yeah. That's like stalker level. Um so I actually, 
Now I can't remember. I can't remember if he helped me break into my I was going to say, I room. feel like you broke into your room. I, feel I did. Like I know I broke went. in. I broke in because I just remember like trying to climb through my very small window that is like up too tall for me to reach so I'm climbing on something rickety I assume in our little like back garden and my sweatpants I just remember like tugging at the sweatpants like praying they would stay on my body because they don't have any elastic um I actually think he did help me well that's good so it was and it broke the ice just like with Rachel and Joey you needed a problem it is and so it it was like funny enough and it, it was enough of a like not involving him He's saying like, I think it yeah it ended well, up working good. out because now that oh. I'm thinking about it I'm like there's no way I could have gotten out to that yard the way out was through the, that bathroom oh my god there were other so it was like three basically like in London oh no I remember you telling me about this uh, yeah, yeah 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 there's like three houses that were all our giant building and but they all had their own little backyard and so the only way I could have gotten to ours is through that bathroom and he was in the bathroom so I must have waited for him to come out um so yeah funny. and I'm pretty sure he helped me <laughs> and so what was yeah. your but, other time then you got locked in so the other time I got locked in was also when I lived in London and I had only been working. I worked at Quicksilver, this giant like flagship store on one of the really busy shopping streets called Regent Street. If you've ever been to London, um, it is now a Longchamp store. But anyway, not important. So it's a really big store. I worked, I was a girl, so I worked up at Roxy. Roxy was upstairs. You kind of walked in the front door and there was a giant staircase to upstairs. It was kind of like balcony around version. The break room was also up there. The bathroom was up there and our like lockers, you know, with our stuff was in there. So the protocol of the end of the night when we would, the last, some people would finish at like one time, but most people finished at the end of the night and we would all go get our stuff and basically you meet at the bottom of the stairs we had a security guard and they would just do like a quick check of people's bags I'm assuming there must yeah. have been some theft oh, issues every every time I've ever worked at a retail store they do that okay yeah so we just did that so the protocol was to meet at the bottom of the stairs do the check everybody kind of would like walk out to the trains together some people would go out whatever so I had plans with my roommate and my two friends my other American friends that had the same visa I did for my friend Taylor's birthday and I uh, I just remember being really tired because I had stayed out like all night the night before. And I was having some boy drama with a guy I worked with. So why is this always boy drama? So anyway, <laughs> I go upstairs. And my plan is to change. I wore Quicksilver clothes. We had to. And I had brought other clothes to go out with my friends. So I went to the bathroom, changed my clothes. I did not touch up my makeup. I did not fix my hair. I did not do anything. I could not have been in the bathroom more than three minutes. I come out of the bathroom and the lights are off. And I was like, that's weird. Normally they turn off the lights when we go downstairs. I look at the bottom of the stairs and nobody is there. And I was like, this can't be happening. So I walk up to the front door. Of course, it's like dead bolted. Um, but not in a way you can turn it. Like I'm assuming, you know, assistant managers had keys and managers had keys. I am fully locked in and it is like nine o'clock at night and I had a cell phone, but it was pay as you go. (gasps) And I had 
basically I would put 10 pounds on at a time because they had all these deals where you would get like 50 text messages or a hundred, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. But like making phone calls was expensive. The only, I'd only worked there like two weeks. So I did not have many people's phone numbers. Um, I had my friend Jade's phone number who Jade now lives in Auckland where Ashley lives, which is funny. Mm -hmm. And I had Jade's phone number, but Jade was visiting her family who lives in Northern England. And I called her and I was like, Jade, I'm locked in the store. And she's like, what? Like I'm locked in the store. I don't have like any credit on my phone. Can you call our managers and, and get them to come let me out? And she's like, okay, I will. And she's like, there is a, a like work phone. Try to find that. And I'm like, okay. So I try to find that. She calls it. It's locked in the like manager's office. Oh, no. There's a base unit out. So you can see it. <laughs> I can hear it ringing. I can't access it. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. So I'm like, okay, well, where am I sleeping? I guess I live here now. Oh my um, god! Maybe like that episode of Saved by the Bell where they sleep in the mall overnight. The, yes, where they camp out. Yep. And I was like, okay, this is probably going to be comfy. There's like a window seat upstairs. I could probably sleep there if I put all the puffy coats down. Oh my um, gosh! I also like can't call my friends and tell them where I am because I don't have any more phone credit. Um, eventually, Jade called like every single person she could, <laughs> and they had to call somebody in the building. Basically, so I could go out the back entrance. It was like, you know, like a whole city block of buildings. And somebody yes, came yeah. and let me out. But I couldn't have opened that door without setting the alarm off. That is so scary. It was a little scary. It was. And I just, it was one of those, like, I honestly can't believe this is happening to me. <laughs> like, how am I locked in a building? <laughs> that is actually really bad for, like, whoever was manager on duty, like, should have been like okay is everybody accounted for so someone the next day they were like how did this happen and someone said I was there they didn't realize I went into the bathroom everyone thought I left they knew I was going out with my friends so everyone thought Uh, I was in a rush and left they didn't realize I was in the bathroom changing but it's just wild because it happened so quickly like if I would have like done all my makeup and like spent a lot of time it would have made more sense but like I went in there like changed my jeans changed my top (laughs) and came out and everyone was gone so so crazy yeah it was crazy um but a good story I guess that is so funny (laughs) I'm actually still locked in here could you tell someone yeah could someone um, please it's not a quicksilver anymore but (laughs) (laughs) it's a long champ I'm still upstairs um I live in the walls (laughs) oh my god (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, um, I feel Thank Rachel's pain that. with the being yes, locked out. You do. That is so funny. So it's scary. Anyway, Judy shows up um, eventually, <laughs> and she tries to give this like little story to. She's like the Willie story. It's, it's really hard leaving your baby. I remember one time I was going to the beauty salon, and Ross didn't want me to go. And he tucked his Willie between his legs and said, "I'm a girl. Take me." <laughs> So, um, yeah, so they decide they're going to, well, we'll get to that in a second, too. Okay, while all this is happening, Phoebe and Joey are at this restaurant, which can only be described as 90s fancy, even though it's 2002. You know, things Mm -hmm. kind of bleed in. Same, same. It is like, 
waiters with like long what are those called aprons and like white button downs and everybody's very snooty and um yes shan't be presently yes uh, yeah <laughs> they their their arrival is in the offing um so interesting policy the restaurant has sat an incomplete party but won't let them start eating Yes, I am also confused by this policy. Usually it's we cannot seat you until all of your party is here. Why wouldn't you be like, oh, they're not here? Can I get you started on like, great, you guys start mm-hmm. drinking. This just means you're going to buy yes. more food. Yeah, like at least appetizers. I understand entrees, yeah. but like, can we get like some breadsticks over here? A little shrimp, shrimpy cocktail? Some shrimpy cocktails? <laughs> shrimpy cock? Is that what you're about to say? I was going to say a shrimpy cocky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat that. Is that not what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Well, too bad you have to. Woof. Well, <laughs> Is that not what we call those? Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh. enjoying my misfortune here it's so funny i just <laughs> oh boy okay we're gonna move past it yeah at least get them some appetizers <laughs> um apps and zerts apps and zerts uh, some apps and zerts and some drinks i um feel like in the past i've been like mortified to be the first person at a restaurant but um they're together. But actually, the other day, I was meeting my friend, and there was three concerts going on in Auckland, mm. which is, like, not a big enough city for three massive international concerts. So it was, like, pretty crazy mayhem. I got there first, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm, like, 15 minutes late. And I was like, do you know what? Like, this is actually fine. I'm going to order myself a glass of wine, and I'll order some appetizers. So when she arrives, they should just be arriving out on the table. And, like, it's perfect. I was like, I can just, mm-hmm. like like be on my phone in the meantime who I'm sitting here with wine who cares so I was fine but weirdly they will they are letting them sit there and um the waiter comes over and is like look we have some big tables waiting um if your friends aren't coming why don't we move you to a smaller tail and table and she's like no 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 they're coming they're coming but yeah she's saying it in like old English or whatever and at one point, she's like, it's been 40 minutes. Where are they? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, sitting there with uh, with nothing but water, 40 minutes yeah. would feel yeah. like an eternity. Um, yeah, it's a long time. It is a long time. And then Joey's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she's like, Joey, if they come over and pressure me and you're not here, like, I'm going to cave. And so that happens. They come over and she's like, fine, we'll move to this. Because I was thinking like, if it's been 40 minutes, I would probably be like, screw them. I'm I'm just eating. But I do also understand it's her birthday. She wants everybody there. They both gave really good excuses for why they're late. Like she knows that Ross and Rachel have Emma. She knows that Monica and Chandler are like trying. And so I think she's also just trying to be really gracious about the whole thing. Yeah. But this situation just sucks so much (sighs) so phoebe caves she moves to the smaller table she and joey are just like do you know what screw it well 
Joey comes and sits down with some random group of old people. But then like they're like, okay, just screw it. We're going to order. And and I'm like, yeah, at that point, it's like if they still show up late, it's kind of like you can go get a table somewhere else. I don't know. I would never say that to my friends. So I don't know what yeah. I would have done in this situation. I just it's so hard because like Phoebe's phone is out on the table. If this was even like five years before that. Oh, that's a good point. You know, it's like we are in cell phone land now. Um. So... It's it's really hard to feel empathy for their lack of communication. You know what I mean? That's true. You're totally – because she does say she's like, none of you even called. Yeah. And so that is a really good point. So um, so they order all of their food, and they're so hungry that she's like, which pasta? He's like, they're both nice. She's like, great, both it is. And so they, like, (laughs) order their food. And Joey's like, look, just as soon as something's ready, just bring it out. Don't worry about, like, mixing. Just bring out the food. Because, yeah, they have not had a bite to eat. And they've been sitting there for an hour. And she even mentioned earlier, I haven't eaten all day because I was anticipating, like, this delicious. I guess, do you know what? Um, I'm, like, making fun of this restaurant a bunch. But um, for Ben's birthday, we went out to, like, a six-course degustation where they, like, prepare it at the table. And I'm like, I bet you that in 20 years is going to feel so dated and obnoxious. Like the minimalist restaurant where they get kind of like, you know, like gastro, like things coming out with a foam and a smoke is like, yeah. And I should stop making fun of it because people are going to laugh at us. But that day I was also like, I'm not eating very much today because I know we're having this like big six course Actually, we didn't know how many courses. And when I looked it up online, it was like anywhere between 17 and 23 courses. I was like, what? <laughs> that was a its sister restaurant. So anyway, um, so they order. The waiter's about to go put the food in. And then Monica and Ch- – no, Ross and Rachel show up. And I don't know why the waiter is like, ha ha, now this is going to – I think maybe he's just being spiteful now because he's like, I'll wait to put your order in. And I'm like – what are you doing? How is this making your restaurant any more money? But whatever. Um, so they sit down and they're like, we're so sorry. We were just like so stressed out about Emma. And then we got locked out of the apartment, which like, you know, yeah, they can't help it. But Rachel was like not going to come. And, and so they came up with a backup plan, which is Ugh. Judy sitting at the bar with the baby. Downing. Some Chardonnay. Chardonnays, yeah. She's, our, our babysitter just pounded her third Chardonnay. Just knocking them back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and like, when they're looking at her and they're, like, pointing and she just goes, like, hmm. Just, like, shrugs her shoulders. Like, mm-hmm. that's not really the attitude you get to have when there's a two-month-old newborn baby sitting next to you. Like, mm-hmm. um, And so Rachel's like, oh, no, it'll be great because now I'm not distracted. Yes, she is. The entire time, she's just distracted by Judy being a bad babysitter. <laughs> so inattentive babysitter. Um, So they order some food. Nick Minute, which is a New Zealand cultural saying, next minute, oh. Chandler and Monica come in. Happy birthday. I would throttle Monica when she's like, wow, this oh. table is kind of cramped. I know. And Phoebe just, like, gives her a look, but not even a withering. Like, it's not withering enough, in my opinion. She, like, gives her a look. And Monica's like, oh, you had a bigger table, but they made you move because we all took so long. 
Shut up, Monica. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, shut up, Monica. Um, I would probably have like gone off on everybody right then and there. But like, yeah, Phoebe is still trying to be gracious. And so, um, so she's like, look, you guys, like, I know that you all have really busy lives, but this was just like one night. It was my birthday dinner and like none of you even called. Oh, this is after um this is after uh Chandler and Monica are sitting there bickering the whole time. Like yeah. Chandler is going to yeah. have the smoked duck. Mhm. Monica is going to have the manipulative shrew, <laughs> which is a pretty good line. And I love that throughout the rest, Joey's like, she's going to have the shrew. The shrew yeah. was delicious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, what are you waiting for? He said the shrew or whatever. And Chandler, control your woman. Um, he is like, but like beyond hangry. I would, I would have some empathy for Ross and Rachel. I do not have any for Chandler and Monica in this scene. Like they blow up her birthday dinner. They're being petty. Like, Yeah. They still, I mean, I get it, but. They could have done it after dinner. Like you could have dinner and then go home. She's still ovulating after dinner. (laughs) Yeah, because like they already were going to be late. Then they got in a fight. Then they still are going to like be more late because they're trying to figure out if they're going to have sex or not. Like this is just, it's too And then you show up and you like ruin the whole mood of her birthday. So yes, I hear what you're saying. Like I'm like very annoyed with them. Yeah, they're very annoying. They're they're being selfish. Um, I guess, yeah, like you say, with Ross and Rachel, it is like your new your new parents, you got locked out. Like this is not, you know, mm-hmm. that's just that's just tough and they're trying to navigate it. So um Monica uh Rachel is like, Okay, let's give a toast to Phoebe. And then she's like, Oh, she dropped her sock and then starts talking about her baby. And Phoebe's like, Great toast. And Phoebe flips out. She loses it. And she's like, pick up the sock, Judy. And that's when she's like, you guys are over an hour late. You didn't have the decency to even Mm -hmm. like, I get it. You're busy people, but you didn't even call me. And it's like, it is one night. It is my birthday. And so as she's giving, which is totally all of it's fair. And so as she's giving this impassioned plea, her cell phone rings. And she's like, well, it's too late to call me now." now. But it's Mike. And so she's Mm -hmm. like, well, thanks for coming, everybody. I'm leaving. And they're like, what? And she's like, well, Mike's free. He got off work early and I want to go spend the night with him. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, Because I said at the beginning, why didn't she plan it on a night where her boyfriend could come? You know, so I know that everybody has screwed up for sure, but I don't know. I don't know. I still bad behavior does not excuse more bad behavior, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, yeah, I don't like any of it. Ross and Rachel literally have the only excuse. They got locked out. And Joey did nothing wrong. He's just starving. Like, what do you think? I understand. I understand why Phoebe at this point is just like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah. I waited like, an it. hour. None of like 
everybody's been like, I would feel really, really crappy if I was Phoebe because it's like, you would just feel like nobody wanted to be with you on your birthday and you would just feel really um, devalued. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be really sad, I think, and frustrating. Yeah. Um, so I would probably like my ego would be bruised a little bit. Um, obviously she had plans for the night and like those have all gone to crap, but I think it's like, it's not just the matter of like, okay, well, everyone's here now. We can have fun. They're not because Rachel and Ross are completely distracted and not present, like, you know, Mm -hmm. mindfully present Chandler and Monica are being so annoying and like petty. And like, so it's like, I kind of don't blame her for being like, I don't want to be here. You guys have like, uh, made it very clear that you don't want to be here and this isn't mm-hmm. fun now that we're all here and so I'm not going to sit here and like suffer through a night when Mike has called me to wish me happy birthday I wants to be I don't think like don't get me wrong I'm not like yeah it's fine to like skip out on your friends I think had they all been on time they would mm-hmm. be wrapping up kind of soon anyway and so she could be like right oh I guess well, that's like, true when, like they would have almost been done and she could have been like hey we're nearly done with dinner I'll come see you afterwards or like come around to Monica's we're all gonna have drinks after dinner or you're you know they're all busy so maybe they would have split up after dinner but like I don't blame her if they're like all of her friends have made this a horrible environment to be like you know what I don't want to be here yeah it's true this is true so anyway I, I normally would not be like yeah screw them but like I don't know I yeah, the, had they been on time, she'd be able to leave soon anyway. So anyway, that is that. <laughs> that is that. That is that. That is poor Phoebe's disastrous birthday dinner. Did you notice yeah. that they mention it's Halloween and then like they just have the weird uh, cobwebs on like the guy's At door? Monica's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, that, is that where it is? I it's on both it- of their doors. This aired on Halloween, but, like, there is right. literally no more mention of Halloween anywhere in the episode. I bet they wrote the episode and then were like, oh, it's ha- going to come out on Halloween, so we have to say something. And so they just did the opening with, like, oh, spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Um. Okay. Well, we're going to leave that there. Phoebe gets to go hang out with Mike. We get to go hang out with Mike next episode. Mm-hmm. Yay. Sure we do. choose Mike over this group and their attitude right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this has been the one with Phoebe's birthday dinner. Next week, we're going to do episode six, the one with the male nanny. So. Oh, yeah. Come come along for that one. All right. We'll see you guys then. I to say. <laughs> All right. It's going to be we'll good. S- <laughs> it is going to be good. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.